Happy Thursday to everyone. We have another coaching uh, move today. Yesterday was Harbaugh around this time, wasn't it? Towards the end of the show. Today it's uh, Raheem Morris. He is uh, the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. So Noah Belichick, it looked to be trending that way anyway. Uh, There was thought that maybe... Maybe this was going to be Bobby Slowick Jr. He had, he had scheduled a second interview, but they've decided that Raheem Morris is their guy. Former Bucks head coach. He had been the D.C. for a while in L.A. under Sean McVay. So that's the news today in the NFL. Uh, really good stuff from Mel Kuyper Jr. Um, he, out of all the draft people we have spoken to, and it's going to be a long process, um, was the most open to keeping Justin Fields. Even though in his latest mock or his first mock, was that his first mock? I believe it was. First one, yeah. Um, even Think though, the mob got to him at all? I don't know. I don't know. But he did back off, too, about getting the eighth overall pick for Justin in a trade. He said all the people are talking about a second and a fourth is most likely on what you could get for Justin. Listen, I give Mel credit for saying, hey, look, I, I, this is what I was thinking, but the people I trust inside the industry tell me that that is way too aggressive and it's more likely a two and a four. Uh, so Mel said, though, he was the most open out of anyone we've spoken to about keeping Justin and trading the number one pick and getting a haul for it. So really good stuff from Mel. We talked about all the different scenarios out there. And then Mike Tirico talked about it. He was pretty open to that as well, where the Bears can keep building. So all those, uh, all those conversations are available on the ESPN Chicago app. Joniak's going to join us. He'll talk about Shane Waldron, the new um, OC at 530. We'll have some fun with Joniak. We've missed him. And uh, he's got Bears Weekly coming up in an hour from now, so we'll cross-talk with him a little bit earlier than normal at about 5.30. Aki's A-List coming up in about 10 minutes from right now. And let's take some of these calls. Let's see who's been on hold for a while. Let's go to Regis in Florida. What's up, Regis? Shelby Waddle, what's up? What's you going on, buddy? Last time I called in, my name was Regit, and I was a gangsta. Well, how did you change your name then? Uh, no, that was how your producer spelled it, oh. and I was trying to sell you on a one-legged stripper here in New Spain. That is Beach, right. Florida. That yeah. was a great call, too, that yeah. time. Thank you. So that um, you're not going to try to sell us on the same thing this time? No, she retired. Okay, what are you going to uh, sell us on? <laughs> I want to sell you on fan- Bears fans just, like, making trigonometry out of algebra. And, Sylvie, you just hit on it. Keep... Justin, and let's make a deal of this where it it almost like, and you guys tell me, it's almost like a a Patrick Mahomes scenario where you get a kid that comes in, learns under the existing quarterback, and if it works out with Justin, that's fantastic. If it doesn't, we have calibrated somebody to learn the offense and move on from there. Um I think you trying to sell us on the one-legged stripper was probably, from my perspective, probably better to sales pitch. <laughs> well, that sounds like an underlying theme, theme Tommy. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I don't know if that's, that's symbolic of a, a personality issue I have or just, listen, I, I don't want to pass up <laughs> the opportunity to trade Justin if I'm going to select Caleb. Well, I, I don't know that I trust the Caleb situation. You know what it really reminds me of is Vince Young. 
um, a kid that was just a phenom in college, and then he gets to the next level and falters. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Caleb Williams. It's just the the next level of football, as you know, Tom, is so tough. Yeah, I don't think that at any point that that Vince Young had any type of the same passing resume that Caleb Williams does, though, Regis. Okay, so man, I would also say this too, and I'm not trying to talk you off your 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 suggestion. I just want everyone to realize that that there is, in my perspective, there's a lot of risk with both decisions. If you stick with Justin and he doesn't make the improvement and the guy you pass on becomes a really good player, risk. If you decide to move off of Justin and Justin finds a home where, you know, a team where he plays well there and the guy we pick doesn't excel, risk there, you know. So there's risk involved in both of these decisions. Okay, how about this? Okay, the most hyper scenario makes sense. Um, you don't have to necessarily have the number one pick in a QB um, and do everything that you have to for a, a, a Patrick Mahomes out of Texas Tech. Is that variable out there? Is that possible? That's a great scenario to be in. Well, if you think he's Patrick Mahomes, then you take him with the first overall selection, don't you? Well, I don't know that I would take Caleb Williams as, like, a Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what was Patrick Mahomes when he was selected? Tenth? Was it tenth? They moved up. They traded up. Okay. Tenth so, or eleventh. And, and listen, I'm, I'm going to talk some some smack to Sylvie because I went to Western Illinois University. Leather I know he went to Southern. Mm-hmm. Huge rivalry. Um, mm. There's all. Kinds I don't. Of I don't know if you're really our rival. Yeah. For I, sure. In what? What are you our rival? I mean, I don't even football. consider you well, a rival. It was football. Yeah, you're not that good. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a time, Sylvie, where we were right close when you had Brian Cox, maybe way, way, way long ago. You know, I went to school with Brian Cox, and I also went to school with Rodney Harrison. Okay. Um, See, that was a different age. Yeah. It was. And you and I, like, miss each other by a semester. Okay. Um, I, I just think there's so much more talent out there that you don't have to get a, a Caleb Williams. Um, so you want the broccoli instead of the steak? Uh, I, I think sometimes the steak can be overcooked. That's up to like that's up to you, Regis. Thanks, appreciate it. You you someone else said that sometimes a steak is overcooked. You've got to make sure you get the right chef. You got to make sure you scout the right restaurant. Right. If it's if you if 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 it's a crappy steak joint, or you got to buy it from the best meat purveyor. Yeah, I mean you're going to Chicago Cut to get it. Okay, yeah. so you know that it's going to be top quality. Uh, Jeff in Indiana, you're on ESPN 1000. Where'd you go to college, Jeff? Uh, the United States Army, sir. Oh, thank you for, thank your, you service. for your service. Well, you're welcome. So, this is a great conversation and topic that we get to have in January. Um, this is this is tough. I'm definitely a Justin Fields supporter. You don't have to go get your prime rib to have a phenomenal football team. Justin's already proved that he can win. Um, we didn't have the best team around him. Obviously, we're trying to tank. 
He's gotten better. He's regressed, but what's Shane Waldron going to do? Well, time out, time out, Jeff. You just said he got better, and then he's regressed. I mean, (laughs) you got to tell me. Okay, you're right. You know, I did have a double standard there. So he's improved in some things, and yes, he's kind of – I think he's just hesitant because he had crappy coaching. He had Darnell Mooney, who is the number three on another team, be the number one for a while or even the number two. Obviously, we have DJ. We don't use Cole Komet enough. Our left tackle, Braxton A., he's – Doing great for a fifth rounder. That's where you want to get your prime grade A beef is up front. And then you can have a really nice chicken, you know, going out there doing what they got to do. You know, I would love to have Pat Mahomes. And we can't even sleep on Justin yet. Caleb Williams would be great, too. Okay. And I just, I want to win. I want them to get it right. I'm tired of Green Bay just hitting home runs, man. It hurts. My so it sounds family, like it sounds like, Jeff, that you, you'd be okay with either decision as long as it's the right decision. I would, yeah, I would. Now, is there going to be a scenario how we trade Justin and you're going to take Caleb one or Drake May, whatever you're going to feel is your quarterback for your team in the future? I want to get Marvin Harrison. I know Green Bay kind of had the you don't need a top number one to be really successful with four really good wide receivers and a good quarterback because they got a great system. We're trying to establish ourselves. We were, we haven't found our identity since 1985. So that's Sid Luckman. I'm tired of hearing that is the best passing quarterback in Chicago history. Justin's proven that he can win in this league. Caleb time, okay, time out. We're just going to talk facts here. How sure. many games has Justin won as a starting quarterback? And again, uh, we, we all understand that he's not 13? the only person. 13 in three years? Yeah, it's not. But again, Peyton Manning wasn't. No, 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 no. We don't get to do that. We don't get okay, to, okay, we don't get right, to compare right. greats with ours, okay, our guy. Okay, so no, he hasn't done it yet. I don't think they okay. put him in the position to do as That's well fair. as he needs to. That's fair. Because in high school he won, in college he won. The kid's a he's a heck of a work ethic. He's a good leader. Yep, all We're of that's true. We're getting better as a team, so now use all this draft capital Justin doesn't need $50 million a year. I am not proponent to that. You should make him a really nice offer, like a sizzle steak offer. Sizzle steak. Go get go get Marvin Harrison, man. Get a left tackle. Get a center. Get an edge rusher. And probably think about getting another free safety because Eddie Jackson is good. I don't know if he can stay out there, but I love our defense. I really do. I'd love to see us go get a big name, like a Chase Young, or if you can go get, you know, it's go get a, an edge rusher in the second round that's going to be as good. But there's a lot of guys that are out there, and we got money. So now we were seven and ten, and we got a chance now to flip the script and kind of be like Detroit. We didn't have the Cinderella story, but they are close. We're but we got the hardest division in football right now. All right, Jeff. It's, it's, Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you very much. Can I give a quick shout-out to my mother-in-law? She's yeah. breast cancer. Oh, so yeah, for sure. Awesome to her, dude, and awesome for you. Keep it going, Sylvia. You're What's awesome. What's her name? Thanks. Her name's Delia. What is it? Delia. Delia. All the best to Delia. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Love y'all. Yeah, one day at a time. Um, Listen, I'm and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to argue the other side. All I'm looking for is to make sure when we have these conversations that we're spitting facts. Not just, you know, you know, again, as a team, and this is a team sport, with Justin as their starter. They won five games this year. With Justin as their starter, they lost Eight games. Not all his faults. Shared culpability.
But I just want to say. It was fault. The five wins were his right. credit. Right. The eight losses were Getsy's fault. It's, I've done the math. That's analytics. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll buy that's that. Bears analytics. It's Bears math. You yeah. got boy yes, math. That's Bears just, math. Yes. Just, I'm just saying, like, we got to, like, let's deal with facts. And those are the facts. <laughs> Getsy's fault for the eight losses. Justin's credit for the five wins. And if you think differently, you should probably leave town and maybe jump in a lake. Yes, yes. Let's get to Aki's A-list. Where's your it's A-list? time for Aki's A-list. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. Aki's A-list. A-list. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. All right, Tyler, what questions do you have for us today? All right, well, today is the two-year anniversary of Ryan Poles being hired as the Chicago Bears general manager. Take the North and never give it back. That was the catchphrase from his introductory press conference. We heard it two years ago today. So, Colleen Kana from the Chicago Tribune put out an article today of the 10 most significant moves that Ryan Poles has made. We did a little grading exercise with Ryan Poles earlier, and these moves aren't necessarily his 10 best moves. It's just the 10 most impactful moves that he's made. So, I'll go through this list of 10 here. I want you to give a quick hitting grade to each one, all right? Yep. First one, trading the 2023 a. number one draft pick. Yeah, that's an A. All right, number two, hiring and retaining Matt Eberflus. D minus. Boy, that's an incomplete, but it's a D. I think, I think it's a D, I, but again, I'm, an, I'm a Harbaugh apologist. And you have to get... Yeah, Again, yeah, guys, yeah. we're allowing a guy who was Both coordinators are gone. Yes. In two years. Ah, uh, okay. It's hardball frustration. I'm Number sorry. three, trading for defensive end Montez Sweat. A. Yeah. That's, a, that's an A. Number four, trading away edge rusher Khalil Mack. Um, it that's, could be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they like got a, a what a two it, and a four. It had to be done, but it is that what they got for him? Didn't they get a Didn't two? Get a, I know they got two a two, a, yeah, two and a four which turned two and into a Jaquan Brisker. Right. Okay, yeah, then that's a B. Yeah, you weren't re- willing to win. Didn't you get some of the money yeah, off so your books? I was sooner? in favor of yeah. it. Yeah. Like I, I just didn't like. Yeah, you've not missed uh, Khalil Mack in in the rebuild. Number five, drafting Darnell Wright over Jalen Carter. And then you That's got a still, fourth, still to be, and a fourth, yes. still mm-hmm. to be determined. I liked, I liked the rationale. I understood the rationale. They want guys who love to play football, who want to practice hard. Uh, so I'm sort of drinking the Kool Aid on this one. And by the way, like Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter had a great start to the NFL his rookie season. They kind of leveled off. Like, hasn't been right. the difference maker in the back half of the season that he was in the first half of the season. And doesn't Yurko say, too, that not only did you get Darnell Wright, but then you drafted Jervon Dexter. Yeah. So you put those two guys together, and then you get a fourth-round pick, and it's it's a pretty good puzzle the way they put the pieces together. I, 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 get, I think the rationale is perfectly fine to me. It looks like he's going to be your anchor C, on the right C side plus. for 10 years. B-. Yeah. B-. I was going to say B-. minus. 
Number six, trading linebackers Roquan Smith and defensive end Robert Quinn. I think that's a good solid B. And, and I was, you know, yeah. people yelled at me for a long time. You don't have enough. I, I have a lot of value for Roquan Smith, but I understood what they were doing and why they did it. They didn't want to appropriate that kind of money to an off-ball linebacker. It wasn't their philosophy. So what they did was they traded him. And they used the money that they would have had to spend on him on two linebackers who provided this year what they were looking for, which was taking the ball away, sacking the quarterback, and doing other stuff. Roquan Smith's an all-pro. I get it. I'm not trying to denigrate him at all, but I understand why they did what they did. And by the way, Robert Quinn uh, was done. Never did anything. He, he wasn't going to do He anything. probably hasn't played 100 snaps no, since then. No, and he was a bust for them down the stretch. Number seven was the flip side of the Roquan Smith trade, and that is signing linebackers Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. Yeah, and I kind of figured that into the the yeah, Roquan Smith move because of they're they're yeah. all in, interconnected for and, sure. And, and Tremaine Edmonds to me has been every bit the uh, did I say Tremaine Edmonds? TJ uh, Edwards. Edwards has been every bit the impact of Edmonds. Yeah. Edwards has been like in the back half of this year, the second half. He really got the takeaways. Yeah. Like, you know who loves him is Joniak, who's coming up at 5.30. Joniak loves him and it was saying that he should make a pro ball. Look, I, 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 again, I don't deny how good a player Roquan Smith is, but for the same amount of money and your draft, you got a draft pick, you pretty much filled out your linebacker crew that played well this year. I want to say that T.J. Edwards finished second or third, maybe fourth in tackles in the NFL this year. Yeah, he was fantastic. And he was creating takeaways, too, like all of it. Number eight. That's a win-win, in my opinion. I think so, too, yeah. What the, what the Ravens got with sure. Roquan and what the Bears ended up with their decision-making, that was a win-win. It's sort of like the Stafford uh, Goff, yeah. Goff deal where yeah. the Bears got more stuff, yeah. but the, the, the Ravens got more of a ready-made player. Yeah. Number eight, signing tight end Cole Clement to a four-year, $50 million extension. Yeah, and Cole had his best year. Yeah. It's a B. Yeah, it's a good solid B. I agree. I think it was a reasonably priced contract. There will be those that make more than him going forward, those that make more than him now. But based on what they've asked him to do and how they've used him, I think it was a solid move for sure. And he's as good as you're going to find inside your locker room yes. in terms of a leader. Using three second-round picks on the secondary. So those are Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon, and Tyreek Stevenson. They're all great, too. They're all really, really good players. That's an A for me. A? I'll go with that, A-. minus. And you think, too, like in today's era of football, passing league, passing, 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 like the slot corner becomes that much more important. And Kyler was really good at it this year. There's no doubt. You know, you watch Jalen Johnson and you watch... Tyreek Stevenson, and you get excited about it. But in that defense, that that slot corner is really, he's kind of the glue and makes it all work, and he played really well. And you think about the receivers in the division, too. Like, you're going to have to go up against Justin Jefferson twice a year. You're going to have to go up against St. Brown twice a year. All those guys in Green Bay twice a year. Uh, And then the last one here, trading for Chase Claypool and then trading him away. That's an F. Uh, Yeah, that is That's his only, like, that's really his only fail. Uh, Eberflus, like I gave a D, a D minus, but this is a fail. I think that's fair. I don't think there's any way you can judge. Look, it's fine. You're never going to be. Like, again, look at, at Theo. I bet you could give him a couple yes, of Fs of for course. some of the moves he made. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how you the don't DJ say The DJ LeMahieu trade fail. was an F. Yeah. 
that, that Theo made early. And that was early in the rebuild. That was an F. Edwin Jackson signing. That was close. That was a D. Um, but this is an F. Our, our buddy, Mark Potash, put out the tweet earlier, the poll earlier. The Bears were 7-10 and 10 in 2023. The Chargers were 5-12. and 12. Which team will have the better record and better postseason success over the next four seasons, the Bears or the Chargers? Well, I would say they've got the better coach and the better quarterback. They've got some cap issues, but they've got talent on their roster. I would think if I'm in Vegas and I have to put my money down, I would have to put it down on the Chargers. I'm hoping that the opposite is true, but how could I as a gambler, an informed gambler hopefully on this front, how could I put my money elsewhere? It would be purely an emotional move. Jim Harbaugh has coached four years in the NFL, and he went to three NFC championships. The Bears in their history since the four-man has been around have been to a total of five championship games. He's been to three in four years. And I'll argue that the quarterback he'll be coaching now going forward is better than any of the quarterbacks he had at San Francisco. Yeah, Cap right. was good, but and, and Alex Smith did some nice things, but... Yeah, I can't pick the Bears. Justin Herbert is is a better better quarterback than both of those guys. Like you always used to say, you're in Missouri. You want to the show, show me, me, the show me state. You want them to. Show. I need the Bears to show me. I, I we just went through Ryan Pulse. He's done a, way more good than bad, but I still need the Bears to show me. Jim Harbaugh has constantly showed us everywhere he's been. That he's going to win. He's going to take teams to the playoffs. He just came off a national championship. I'm going with Harbaugh. And I think it doesn't matter what the Bears decide at quarterback either. I don't, no, I'm with you. It, it, like, Sure, Caleb could be great or Fields could be great, but I don't think either of them, at least in the four-year span, are going to get to what Herbert will be over the next four right, years. Listen, I hope I, I hope we, five years from now, we're having this conversation. You go, you remember that time you thought that the Chargers and Harbaugh would be better? Than, well, boy, was that stupid. I, I hope that we have that, we revisit this conversation at that point. But Even even with the Lovey era, which was what, 2004 through 2012, was it? Um, they only went to three postseasons. Yeah. So... The Bears still have to show me that they can. They have not been on a sustained run since the '80s, and not just that, but the division is getting harder. I mean, it's been hard at times, but I would say at this particular moment, again, you are the you are you're at the bottom on a number of different measurements. I don't expect the Vikings to stay down. I don't think that they're going to pop up and start thumping you, but. Like, it, there's some talent inside that building, for sure. They've got to find out what they're going to do at quarterback. But right now, I'm, I'd have to side with, with Harbaugh and the Chargers. All right, going around the rest of the NFL, you mentioned the hires earlier today. Dave Canales going to the Panthers. And then um, the Falcons hired Raheem Morris. So with only two jobs remaining, the Seahawks and the Commanders, this is a list of the candidates that are still out there. I mean, there are going to be some really good candidates that do not get head coaching jobs, assuming nothing else opens up the rest of the way. Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, Aaron Glenn, Ben Johnson, Dan Quinn, and Bobby Slowick. You go through all of those names. I think I, I gave you seven there. At least five will not have a job, head coaching-wise. So what's the question? 
There's no question. That was a statement. And then you, you go from there. No, I, listen, well, I think I mean, it's interesting. I really do. I, it, it's, it, it's, it's a catch-22 because if they fail the Bears, there will be a good head coach list. But also, if they fail and you do draft a quarterback, you're doing it to the new quarterback again. So, okay, there's a, there, there, there's a good head coaching list, but I don't want to be in the head coaching market next year. Well, okay, how about this? Here's a question. Do you think any jobs become available between now, there, there I was thinking because about because of the list. because of the leftovers that are going to be out there. I was looking at, I was just going through the 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 process of looking at these teams, Tyler. One I would look at, but he got a, a vote of confidence was in in New Orleans. What's his name, Dennis Allen? I don't know that they're going to move on from him. They're not going to move on from from uh, who's the Bucks coach again? Um, Todd Bowles. They're not moving on from him. Panthers and Falcons have hired new coaches. I don't think they're getting rid of Kevin O'Connell, so that's not going to change. Um, did, did did Tomlin ever sign an extension? No, no, no. So he could be available next year too. But you mean this year, right? This year, yeah. like we see a surprise right. fire. Like any any firing at this point would be a surprise firing. Well, the Jets aren't going to fire Sala because you know they they would. Have to pass that through. Did you bring up the bills again? Did not. The bills, the Rex Ryan conspiracy. Yeah, I don't see that happening either. I think that Ben Johnson's going to Washington, and my guess would be, my guess is is that Vrabel's going to be left without a chair as well. Who's going to Seattle? Don't know. I mean, I was going to say, like, doesn't Vrabel seem like a fit in Seattle? Yeah, but he's not even. Is he right? He hasn't interviewed. It's weird. And I saw Schefter also tweeted that the remaining two teams likely will not make a decision until after the conference championships. So, did, did you did you guys mention the Saints? Yeah, uh, I yeah. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Allen. Allen. What about the Giants? Did you I was going to mention the Giants as well, but didn't. I think the oh. Giants is a good one. Couldn't you see that? Sure. Yeah, I mean, he was their defensive coordinator under Bill Parcells. Belichick was, but I don't yeah. again. I don't know if there's an appetite for. For Belichick starting over, like, I don't know if you hire Bill Belichick for a year or two. What are you going to, again, especially if you're rebuilding? When Belichick comes in, you have to ask him the question. Are are you are you really going to give up personnel? Right. Power. Are you going to when you get in the building, you can say one thing, but you're Bill freaking Belichick. Are you then going to want to assert yourself? And is Matt Patricia calling plays for me? And then if you're you're hiring him for the Giants, you're doing exactly what the Patriots did. You're you're handing him over an unproven quarterback in yes. Daniel Jones. Here's the, the other thing: how's too. he making that pet? That's why I thought all along that Bill Belichick, if he in fact he was going to find a destination, it was going to be a ready-made team, whether it was the Eagles or the Cowboys. Of guys who have done it, all right, as head coaches, who would you rather have, Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel? Again, I personally, I, Bill Belichick's now, going into the right Hall of now, Fame. I'd take Mike Vrabel. Belichick or Pete Carroll? Carroll. We, we've talked about yeah, that. I'd take Pete Carroll right now, too. Belichick or Dan Quinn? I'd take Dan Quinn. And that's probably dumb. People look at me and say, you're stupid. Like, again, I just don't, like, it, it, you were just talking about, unless you're getting Belichick to take you over the finish line yeah. on a ready-made team. I would be afraid that Belichick, again, because of his credentials, would get into your building and then would get involved in the things that he hasn't been good at lately. 
And that's player personnel yeah. stuff and hiring coaches. Right. Doing exactly what has ailed the New England Patriots. I want to squeeze in a little bit of baseball here as well. Yeah. Because A.J. Pruszynski had this to say on his podcast about the Cubs and free agency. The way that they spoke as an organization really bothered me. They essentially said that they're looking for bargains. Like, oh, the price has to fit the right point, right? T- to me, if you're just saying, hey, this is the value we put on each free agent. And if they get close to this number, then we'll go. I'm like, don't you want to make a decision when you're spending that kind of money? Like, hey, guys, let's sit down. Do we want Matt Chapman? Do we want Cody Bellinger? You know what I'm saying? Or to me, it's, it's in my mind too much of, well, if Chapman comes down to 120, then then we get him. If not, we go to this guy. I think that's the wrong approach. It's what I've been saying. They talk themselves out of these players yeah. more than they talk themselves into them. And they don't see a difference in, like you said, oh, if I have to spend 10 more million on this guy's a better player. But this guy will be just good enough to keep us at around fifty-four percent winning, and then we can oh we can get we can save ten million, or we can go get the guy who's better and give us a better chance of winning the whole thing. But yep. teams again, they talk themselves out of free agents, they talk themselves out of players, and then they can say, "Well, we tried the Red, the Red Sox playbook. We were in on Yamamoto. How much? Oh, well, not enough. Clearly, he didn't sign there. Nope. It's very bothersome. Too much of a trend going on right now." That's AJ and Scott Braun on their podcast. You know what it feels like to me? It feels a lot like what we've seen with the Giants lately, where the Giants are always hovering in around the name. Like they were in on Aaron Judge. They were in on Shohei, but they never actually end up landing the, but didn't the player. They, weren't they going to pay Aaron Judge a, a ton of money, like 350 Were yeah. they in over 300 I, Well, I don't know what the final – I don't remember what the final offer was, but it's like it's just you put your name in the mix, but you never end up actually getting the guy. Who have the Cubs lost out on because of this? Shohei. Well, wait a uh, minute. I mean, Shohei didn't want who's the pitcher that didn't want the, that? the Dodgers. Yamamoto. Yamamoto. But did they lose out on Yamamoto? Uh, again, like ultimately, I, it may be Bellinger, but that's not Bryce Harper. Yet. Like again, uh, I don't know if they were really if they were. Ser- I don't know if they were serious about Bryce Harper. Like, if they lose out on Bellinger, I'll be pissed. But right now, no one's, like, crushing, knocking down Bellinger's door. Like, if it, why is it okay for Scott Boris to always want to hear the number he wants, and he's not going to accept an offer until he hears a number, but the Cubs should budge? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to accept an offer until we hear $200 million. So why should the Cubs be the ones to move? If there's no competition, we have always heard that with Boris clients, he gets a team to negotiate against themselves. So why should the Cubs negotiate against themselves? If, if, if Cody Bellinger really had a market right now, he would be signed. And right now, there is nobody who is giving him what he wants. So the Cubs are patiently waiting, and they're not just going to bark out seven years to ten like I originally thought he was going to get. What do you believe he'll ultimately sign for? Probably a shorter-term deal because there aren't teams who – because I think people are scared that, that this last was an year, anomaly. Yeah, or that, that he just can't hit for power over the long period of time. Look, and again, I don't want them to be cheap. There's a difference between being cheap and being smart. 
I, I, I want them to pay. I thought what they did last year to to get the shortstop that they they ended up getting the best shortstop, did mm-hmm. they not? I mean, yeah. and they played it smart. They played. Yeah. They were smart about it. Um, did Did Carlos Correa do um, what a lot of people thought he would do? I don't. I don't know. I think they ended up with the best shortstop on the market, and I. I I, I think we got to let it play out a little bit more. So let's let, let's wait and see. It's interesting what they're saying, but again, it, I don't believe there are a lot of guys that the Cubs are missing out on right now, free agent wise. Why isn't Chapman signed? It's a good question. I'm not sure. And, and look, I like could we, understand your trepidation as well with Bellinger. Look, last year was fantastic, and he's obviously a fantastic defender as well, but the previous several years were marred by injury and a lack of production. Reese Hoskins is coming off an ACL. Reese Hoskins' numbers aren't exactly like astronomical either when he was healthy. So uh, I, I want Ballinger back, don't get me wrong, but the thing that Boris has always done is he's had teams negotiate against themselves and they ultimately end up caving. The Cubs don't want to be that team. I think they're still going to end up signing him. And, and, and look, in a month from now, if they don't end up with him and, they, and we find out that the Cubs are being frugal, I'll go after Ricketts. But as of now, I don't think they've really lost out on anybody at this point. So I, I, I'm still playing the waiting game. We can ask Jeff Joniak how he feels about it. Is yeah. he a Cub fan? Uh, Joniak uh, joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Highline. I do believe like a few years ago, he did play-by-play of a few uh, Cubs games. Did you not? That is true. Half a dozen. Wow. Yeah. Are you, are you a Cubs cool. fan? Yeah, I like Cubs. Are they being yeah. cheap? You know, I, I can't talk about it because I have no... <laughs> I have not read one thing about it. I am just all football. Can so you, I, I, I can't say, I can't answer that. Can you give me a big Dansby Swanson home run call just to, to yeah, that's yeah, make me feel good? Do we have any can crowd we? to put in the background? Yeah, Here's on. the pitch. Yeah. Swanson swings. And there it goes. It's gone, baby, Cubs. Cubs win. Walk-off homer, Dansby Swanson. Way to go, Northsiders. There you go. <laughs> How about that? Touchdown, Dansby Swanson. You're the best. <laughs> you are the best. Oh, God, I worked up a sweat on that you one. You did? This, this just is don't swear, man. Just don't swear. You know, Dan Barilli from the Bears, I, he just called me right before. I said, hey, I got to get I got to go. I got to be. He goes, don't swear. That's so good. Now it's so thing. funny. It I, is Maybe we should have uh, shirts, don't swear. Don't swear. Um, we can make those you know, the last time, The last time I broke into a flop sweat like I just did just there, was back in the studio yeah. on State Street when you guys forced me to pick still the right Bears here. win-loss record. It's, it's, it's within... It's still there? Yes. <laughs> Would you like to go over your... Here we go. No, let's do this. No, yeah, no, no, here we go. No, 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 real quick. Let's revisit this. Yeah, me, yeah, this yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah Listen, we are. You, let's, let's, we'll let's put you on mute first. right now. Wait, let's do the background on this first. Yeah, okay. All right? Let's set it up properly. Okay. I protested significantly, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Really? No, I've never done it in my history. Yeah, I don't believe in it. Yeah, you were starting it. something new, though. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. So you got just go through Sylvie's last famous. Just go through the exercise. So I decide. Okay, I'll be a big boy. Put on yeah. my big boy pants. You put did. on my big boy pads, and I'll play ball. And you try so play ball, and I start talking myself into things, and then yeah. I tried to retract, and Sylvie wouldn't let me. No, uh-huh. no, you got to stick to the process. Stick to the process. Yeah. 
So I wind up with 11 wins. Yes, you did. Okay, which I never thought that for a moment. Oh, but, but so you wait, were lying on. to us. Oh, no, I was not lying. The process but, you know, got him to you 11. Talk, you talk yourself into things. But l- hear me now. So three, you guys would agree, the games they won, they should have won. There were none of these like, oh, they could have easily lost that game. Right, that, we're not going to time out, Jeff. We're not going to play that game. You are wait, what your record says you are. Well, but but would, would you say that's fair? Carolina, they could have lost yeah, that game. Yeah, you could have lost that game. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? They were driving that's seven, in the game. That's seven wins. We gave away three. That's ten. Right. And if we had all right. you know, beat the Packers, yeah, exactly. we got to eleven. Yeah, and the Queen had seed; she'd be the king. <laughs> no, I look. I could argue what you're arguing, Joni. Right? I, I exactly. could stand by you. Exactly. So right. maybe I wasn't. As, yeah. as, no, come yeah. on. Yeah. And let me guess. He's got them beating the Packers in the opener. Correct. Tampa. <laughs> Well, they're, beating, they're beating Baker Mayfield because they're re- rebuilding. You are correct. He had them beating Tampa at Kansas City. Oh, that's a loss. That is true. Uh, at home against the Broncos. Oh, that's a win. He said it was a win at Washington. <laughs> You're right. It should have been. Uh, uh, he's got them beating Ron Rivera. That is correct. The Vikings at home. Oh, yeah. They handle the Vikings all you day. You are correct. He had them winning that game. The Raiders. The Raiders was here, right? Yes. That's another win. No, he had them as a oh, loss. Wow. You yeah, had well, this was the beginning of the season. He didn't realize that Brian Hoyer was going to be under center. Well, yeah, wasn't it Jimmy G to start? Yeah. Well, yeah. it was supposed to be, yes, to start yeah. the season. At the Chargers. That's a loss. Yes. At the New Orleans Saints. He has that as a loss. No, he had that as a win. Oh. Could have won that game. That, that game was there. <laughs> really? That game was there. Panthers, Go ahead. Tyson Bajant was the starter. Panthers at home. Win. Yes. Yeah, at win. Detroit. How did he think of Detroit? He had us losing that game. That is correct. Yeah. At Minnesota. Uh, oh, yeah, we dominate Minnesota, so he had us winning that game. No, he had them oh. as a loss on Monday nights. Then you have the bye week, and you come out of the bye, you get the Lions at home. Win. Yes. At Cleveland. Hmm. Loss. No, he had him as a win. Oh, Joni. <laughs> Falcons at home. Hey, again, could have won. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> they should have won that game. You're right. Falcons yeah. at home. Uh, win. Yes. And at Green Bay. Loss. He had that as a loss. It looks like, Jeff, you basically picked them to split in the division. Is that right? Kind of? Yeah, I think so. It looks uh, that way. Yeah, I think no, so. Yeah, yeah. I think you just split the division with three and three. I think right. that's the way it looks. Right. And at the end of the day, you had them winning 11 games, which would have definitely gotten them into the postseason. Sure would have. Sure would have. Sure yeah. Huh. Wasn't that far off. Right, Tyler? <laughs> Wasn't that far off. Wasn't that far As off. As it turns out. You, you were four wins off. And that's not yeah, terrible. but three of them, three of them could have that's been. That's 25% of the season. All I know Close. is that day, getting back to the original point, Yeah, I was. you guys had me laughing so hard and so into it. Yeah. I was giving you emotion, and I was totally sweating through the clothes. Okay. Oh, yeah. That, let, was, that was fun. Let me ask you a question now with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of digesting all that has transpired over the course of the last however many months. Yeah. When I say to you, Jeff Joniak, voice of the Bears, which of these losses stings the most to you? The 11 loss. What was it? 11 loss? No, uh, 10 losses. Which of the 10 losses was the one that, that hurts most? Mine is, my answer is very quick, but it's not important what my answer is. Um, 
It's very quick, huh? For me, it is. Me which, too. Which Mine's... loss? November 19th at Detroit. Okay. Why? I w- uh, game was in the bag. Just okay. shut it down. All right. Just shut it down. Finish right. the job. And, and, and I, I hated losing the finale against the backers. Do you want to guess where my, and I've said this all year, where my, the, the one loss that sticks with me most. And Denver? I, nope. Mine's Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland? Cleveland. Okay. Mine's the Green Bay Packers to open the oh. season. As oh, the Packers yeah, okay. come to town. Right, And right, we're right. supposed to change the way that this, this, right. this rivalry is going to go. They're yeah. starting the, a quarterback for the first time. It's the youngest roster in the National Football League. This is our moment to put our foot in the ground and pivot and go straight in the direction we want to. And we puked all over our boots. Mm. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's, that, 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 upon further review, I was thinking about like a gut buster, shoulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda game. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. What, Ten, it, three. Yeah. Ugh. Jeff, what do you yeah. think of um, Shane Waldron? Well, I haven't met the man just yet, so uh, just going on people I know in the league. So Shane Waldron, smart, uh, great demeanor, easy guy to talk to, doesn't get rattled, got a lot of experience, a disciple of all the coaches you guys have already talked about in great depth. Uh, He's got an innovative part to his uh, philosophy. Um, Experience, which is critical for me. I, I felt that that was important to have somebody that's been doing it. And he's done it for three years and had great experience with the Rams. Um, the offense is probably not that different than what we mm-hmm. are had rolled out last year. It's just going to be called differently, and you know, possibly with different players. So it'll be interesting the transition in terms. I don't know. I'm sure that language is different. Hopefully, it's not a big ask to uh, reinvent the wheel here, because as we know from offenses, and we can talk about it all day long. And Tommy's the best one to answer these questions, but it takes a while to learn it all. So hopefully that's not going to be the case. Uh, this, uh, maybe that was the reason out of all these choices that he was the one. We do this. This is what we do. So, But I will ask you, Jeff, do you connect any dots? Can you confidently connect any dots with regard to their ultimate decision at quarterback based on their hiring of Shane Waldron as their OC? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. And I, I'm going to trust again. I think we touched on it briefly last week. Uh or, or yeah, yeah, we touched on it last week. Is that I'm going to trust Ryan Poles? What he was saying here, I'm going to, this thing can run up until till April. So, do every due diligence aspect of this discussion you can possibly delve into. I'm sure they learned a ton from all those coordinator candidates, and they're learning a ton now as they go through the process and will when they get to the combine and get in front of these guys one on one, face to face, starting with the Senior Bowl and those guys. So. I, I just they, they they have to. He's got to do the work and meet the individuals that are a part of this, and just like he figured out that Darnell Wright was the right guy to fit here, and he went to great lengths to figure that out. He's got to even go deeper and have the the trust of the coordinator here to uh, come to a decision on what they want to do. Aren't you calling the Senior Bowl? I am. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. That's where you can get uh, intel. You get intel in the off season. That's awesome. Is it a week from this weekend? When, when is that? No, it's yeah, two weeks. it's next. You no, know, no, no. It's uh, February third. So yeah, I leave next Friday. You take so, there with uh, you? No, no. no. Oh, well, okay, no. my bad. No, he, he doesn't travel. <laughs> you kidding me? Who's your, who's your analyst? Sleeping pills to get him through to Maui or a, a Bears team flight. He's he's not traveling no? anywhere. Who's your analyst? No. Uh, 
It's going to be Pat Kerwin and Jim Miller. Oh, great. From uh, Sirius XM NFL Radio. So, yeah, just just finished today uh, notes on 146 players. Wow. So that's great. That's been, uh, but it's great because I already now did half the draft preparation. So it's good to find out about some of these guys. You didn't get a chance, obviously, to watch. And these guys are not all, you know, these guys, there's, there's some going to be first-round picks. A lot of top 100 picks, but it's it's guys that uh, are going to have to prove themselves at the at the Senior Bowl and the quarterbacks are. That's an interesting lot. The only the only problem with this is agents now they're heavily involved in this and you can't blame them. Uh, but you know Friday afternoon or even Saturday morning, hey, you know what? Uh, my guy uh, Latu Latu from UCLA, he, he's not going to play in the game. We're going to we're going to step away. You know, they they try and build value through the course of the week. Wednesday and Thursday will be padded practices, and those are absolutely imperatively important. Every every guy in the league is going to be there watching it, and uh, you're you're going up against you know guys in pads. So that's going to be good evaluations, one on ones, offensive, defensive line, wide receiver, cornerbacks, safeties. Those are the big ones that everybody gets a kick out of, and then. You know, the quarterbacks, I mean, I, I hope they play in the actual game, which a lot of scouts, they go home on Friday. They don't even stay for the game. So the game is is the least important thing on their schedule. Um, but it'll be interesting to watch, you know, guys like Michael Penix, Bo Nix at quarterback. Uh, those are the big-name big, big name quarterbacks that are going to be there. Spencer Rattler trying to re, uh, refurbish his career after he moved from uh, – Oklahoma to South Carolina had a good year last year, so it'll be it'll be fun. I hey, listen if it's, if it's football, I, I want to be there. Yeah, so it's good. I'm, you, I'm honored they're asking. By the way, did you hear this from Tony Romo last week? Take a listen to this. But this is a dime, not a donkey. Have what you ever heard that phrase what is, before? Wait, wait, what, one more time. I I didn't catch it. This was the touchdown that Josh Allen threw in the corner of the end zone to Shakir to Shakur. Uh, take okay. a listen here. But this is a dime. Not a donkey. A dime, not a donkey? Yes. Yeah, it's a dime. Yeah, I don't know about the donkey. You Never think it's it. him just kind of like he's he's Inventing having a, something? Yeah, or or having you know he's, he's 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 made a bet with his friends that he can squeeze oh, the term donkey, donkey into in a broadcast. Okay. 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 That could be. Hey, many times people have asked me to do the same. Yeah. I, I haven't I'm done I'm still it, skeptical but, yeah. whether or not piss and catch was something that came from one of your <laughs> high school buddies. No. There's a high school buddy hate. Def- hey, Jeff. Definitely not. See if you can squeeze in piss and catch really? in a yeah. call. Yeah. You, 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 you know, do you know how conservative of a guy I am when it comes to stuff like this? Come on. No, not a chance. Like, Carmen, wa- just- Carmen wants you to work in piss missile into this week. <laughs> no. 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 Nah, not a chance. But no. anyway, um, yeah, maybe it was just one of these things where, you know, again, I always say it's a short distance from the brain to the mouth. A lot of bad things do you- come out. Do do you have like any? Uh, or will when you call the Senior Bowl, will you have a flashback to the moment where you said a swear word on the air with us? No, I will not. Okay, you no. won't be thinking about that. No, I no no. You There's no flow. time to It'll think. It'll flow. It'll flow. Much like much like players, Tom. There is okay. no time to think. You just yes. have to react. Yeah, okay. On to the next so, play. All right. right. On to the next play. Yes. That's now, right. last year's game, Anthony Johnson of Virginia. Had a pick six to finish the game. It was not. It, w- it wasn't the winning play, but um, I had no idea because they don't give you a lot of help. Uh, at, it's just because they, the numbers are changing, and no, you don't. If you don't get the memo, so I, I go to Pat Kerwin. I go, you know what? 
I don't have that guy on my team. And he goes, I, I don't have it either. And so it and was Anthony. a big Anthony. guy so, with a big six. So Virginia, because of the death of the, uh, that, on that, that team uh, on that bus trip or whatever, they, they all wore the honorary number of their fallen That's teammates. Right. So all the Virginia players. So oh. I, had, I had no idea. I had no idea. So these are the things. This is, this is not, you know, another thing is it's American and national. So it's different than saying it's the, the Cowboys and the Bears. You know, you kind of get a feel for everybody. It's really difficult to remember who's playing for what team. The numbers, there's multiple numbers. It's not the easiest game to do. Yeah. Well, you're up but to the task. Yeah. yeah. Will you go yeah. out yeah. for drinks the, the night before? Absolutely not. Okay. It's a game game no. day. No, it's game day. I know, but it's time know. to go hang out with your buddies, Pat Kerwin no. and Jim no, Miller. No, there's time for that in the off season. All right. We got to <laughs> we got to uh, Bears Weekly coming up next. Jeff, thank you. See you, All buddy. right, guys, take care. There you go. There, a crosstalk with Jeff Joniak brought to you by Steinhoffels, four Chicago land locations. Um, the newest one in Harwood Heights, right near the airport. You're going to hear Bears Weekly coming up next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. All right, so we have Bears Week, Bears Weekly coming up, and then Black and Abdallah after that. Thank you today to Mike Tirico, Jeff Joniak, and Mel Kuyper Jr. All that, if you missed, you got to check it out on the ESPN Chicago app. Uh, Justin Pottinger in today for Jeff Mellinger. Great job by Smokey and uh, Tyler Aki, our executive producer. Great work as always. For Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Thursday night.